This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Two guys who are excited that they don't have to hate Phil Kessel anymore. All of his wonderful, super weird Phil Kesselness. They call it seawater taffy. Or, amongst the common folk, they call it saltwater taffy. And it is beloved by people who sit in traffic for four hours to attend the New Jersey Coastal Line for the weekend of July 4th, better known as the Jersey Shore. We'll do it tomorrow. That's what you're doing? You're going to wake up at the crack of dawn. Wake up at the crack of dawn, sit in traffic for, I don't know, four or five hours, get to the crowded beach, be sad. Now, I, Steve, this is what I'm doing tomorrow or today when you're listening. I finally, I've thought about it for years and I'm finally going to vocalize this thought and I'm going to see if I can pull through tomorrow. I uh, think I'm going to ride a bald eagle. I think tomorrow's the day. Ride a bald eagle. Number ride one. Ride a bald eagle. What's up? Where are you going to find an eagle that size? So here's the thing. I haven't done any research. I got to find the bald eagle. Um, are you going to, to Middle Earth? No, I'll find it. Look, I'll find it. Whatever zoo or whatever, you know, if I needed to get a loan for it, I'll get it loaned out. Are you finding um, your weed dealer slash wizard in your life and asking <laughs> him to find you an eagle to ride? Which sounds like a code for very hard drugs. <laughs> Listen, man, I got to I got to find an, I got to ride an eagle. OK, can you can you help me with that? Oh, I can. Help There's you. no this is a straight edge. Fourth of July. Straight no edge drinking, of July. no drugs, just riding a bald eagle. That's just, all I'm doing. Just riding a bald eagle with a sparkler. Nothing yeah. harder than that. I said nothing about the sparkler. I think my body is going to be enough weight for the bird. Uh, it's not the a big spar- bird. <laughs> like two ounce sparkler. <laughs> Look, we're already pushing it to the limit. Yeah. So I, I don't know we're if I want to be. the limit. So just me in the sky. Uh, naked on a bald eagle. That's my goal for tomorrow. I'll that's see if a, I can do it. That's a visual. Yeah. So if you guys, if there's not a fly purple next week, you guys will know that I was successful getting on the bald eagle. I just didn't complete the landing. I, I don't have any of this planned out, but we're going to see. Well, it's the 4th of July. I should be able to ride a bald eagle. That's a free country. <laughs> like today is the day of all days that I should be able to buy or rent or lease a, a bald eagle. And I should be able to fly it off of the apartment complex I am cat sitting this week. <laughs> well, I don't is it see true that is it true that in order to ride a bald eagle that you need to plug your braid into the bald eagle in order to telepathically link with it so that you're on the same page? No. No, this is just I need to get a bald eagle and I need to jump on it. I don't okay. even think I can really okay, so prepare it's, it. It's, it's not Avatar, it is not Lord no, of the Rings. It is this not... is just straight up you, Craig Forsyth, Flyperbole's resident ginger giant is going to just okay. find a bald eagle, hop on that sucker, and just go wherever the wind takes you. First of all, you know that nickname is trademarked, so I'll see my check in the mail from you. Also, secondly, yes, this is just, I'm going to meet the bird, I might buy it a drink, and then I'm going to go see if I can fly it in the sky. Oh, at least That's you're a gentleman and buying it a drink. Yeah, it's 2019. It's the least I could do for a bald eagle. I might be <laughs> driving into the ground. What, what, many stories up. what kind of drink do you buy a bald eagle? <laughs> 
Uh, I would imagine because he's very well. He's the most American uh, animal out there, so I would say a Budweiser, a Bud Heavy. There's nothing more American than a Bud Heavy, except for a bald eagle. So that's true. Pick one and two on it. Thank you. Especially in clap, you should have clapped. But anyway, yeah, that's that's fine. Anyway, don't do it. It's too late now. It's too- <laughs> oh fuck you! Yeah. I got the slow clap. That's right. Is there another clap? I don't think so. It's either the slow clap or the like over enthusiastic fast clap. Like <laughs> I'm exhausted from even doing. Oh, that. by the way, I just thought of this. Uh, I just thought of this. I might get a Fallcat shirt for the Bald Eagle. So you know, so that's a slow ride while I'm riding. <laughs> So if you guys know any shirts that fit a bald eagle, um, let me know. And also get it back to me by today. <laughs> um, so there, that's, that's my 4th of July, Steve. It's, uh, it's kind of low-key. Nothing crazy. Um, I mean, considering the the average length of a fly verbally, that means you have 20 hours to, <laughs> to complete this task. I have enough time. Yeah, I pretty much have enough time to go to school, learn about bald eagles more than I already do. I know plenty. And then... Uh, pretty much harvest some of my own, and then uh, see if I can fly one of those bad boys. Just farm them. I gotta plant my eagle seeds, and then see if they'll uh, grow up in a couple months. Is that what happens? <laughs> I, I think know. so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> what are you doing, Steve? <laughs> well, that's your Fourth of July. My Fourth of July has been going on for weeks already because South Philadelphia starts Fourth of July pretty much at the beginning of July because oh? God forbid yeah. a a single day go by without somebody setting off fireworks in, in South Philadelphia. Yeah, that does. It does sound like it happens a lot. All the time. Last weekend, there was a ton. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Right now, lots of fireworks going on outside, just especially since people can readily get them now where they don't have to just drive into Jersey and just like buy them and go back over the bridge. Like people can just buy them wherever. And man, they embrace that. They really leaned into the curve (laughs) on that one. Hey, I mean, it's America's birthday. You might as well have some shit explode in the sky. I feel like that's uh, just a, it's been a tradition in America for a while, fireworks, just all times of the year. Not just 4th of July. I feel like people set them off really randomly, too. But usually in July is when they, yeah. 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 Uh, My plans, I'm going to get together with Gritty, and Gritty and I are going to get a whole bunch of hot dogs old hot dogs oh. and we're going to drive out to Pittsburgh and we're going to toss them at the penguins. <laughs> we're going to pelt Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin with old hot dogs. You know who will not be there to clean up the hot dogs though? Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel. Oh, that's right. That is a, you know what? Actually, I think cause heads up, nothing's happened. We, the, the flyer signed eight uh, guys that are never going to play a game for the flyers, but yeah, everything that happened with the we, Flyers, we talked about on last week's Flight Verbally. Yeah, uh, but we, I mean, you want to talk about how the Penguins are probably going to be bad next year? Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, if I, I could, if I can delight in one thing from this offseason, it's the the just slow decline of the Penguins. And mind you, this is a club that's only a couple years removed from a Stanley Cup championship and not a, I don't know, a long, long time, I think almost 50 years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, that's not uh, here. Yeah. I need to delight in something. And Penguins fans being miserable about losing Phil Kessel is certainly up there. Either being yeah. miserable or trying like hell to justify this move and go like, 
uh, you know, Phil's bad influence on the team. They, I, why would they? Why would they want to keep Phil? It doesn't make any sense. I, I, I think it's a great move. I will say, when the rumors were out there about Jason Zucker being in the return, there was a legitimate case for saying that the Penguins won that trade in a way. Uh, for well, Alex Galchenyuk and Pierre Olivier Joseph, uh, no, that is not. Um, well, and if that Zucker trade had gone through and they had gotten rid of Jack Johnson, that's yeah, a win it, because Jack Johnson is the worst player on the Pittsburgh right. Penguins right now, and he has three more years on his contract. Right. So not only did they not get rid of Jack Johnson, they kept Jack Johnson, got a, I think, a lot less of a return. I mean, Alex Galchenyuk is okay at best he's, he's not, okay I, a couple of years ago pretty hot commodity but his yeah his stock is really dropped yeah with that domi trade that domi trade didn't help no and then uh yeah and then joseph is a is a fine i like joseph a lot uh, as a prospect of the 2017 draft but that's a i that's a pretty big loss for the penguins, penguins also get dane burks on the 2021 fourth so never mind i guess it's kind of equaled out but no but that is a uh it's a big loss for them in the lineup next year. And then also, I think, see, that one's good. Like, that trade is pretty lopsided. But I still think that my favorite move by them uh, so far this summer has been Brandon Tanev. Signed a six-year deal for $3.5 million a year. This this guy's bad. He Six is, years. He is. It's I, I, I can't explain how bad he is, but he's just, he's not good. Like, he might do some things for them over the next six years, but he's not worth that cap hit. And he's not, he's just not much to write home about. I, d- I don't know what, you know, we talked about, we made fun of the Penguins a little bit yesterday too. Uh, Charlie Bill, the uh, the hashtag uh, boys night out podcast, hashtag all dudes, hashtag no chicks allowed. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and I think it was the Ryan, Charlie mentioned the Ryan Reeves trade at the 2017 draft is the moment that Jim Rutherford stopped making good moves and it kind of, it's kind of panned out because that was the Ryan Reeves trade and now this signing and they still have Jack Johnson, Eric Branson. Now they don't have Phil Kessel. And that so was the he, moment in which they said Jim Rutherford truly lost his mind. He lost his fucking mind. I mean, I'm happy about it. And I really didn't think all the moves beforehand were that great. But ever since then, he's really been like, oh, wait, I'm still winning cups. All right. Let's see what I can really do to fuck this up. I got to see what I can do to make sure. Like, I think they can. I feel like they're a borderline playoff team next year. I mean, they were this year. But I feel, I don't know. If they, if they, if they hit a rough patch, they might miss the playoffs next year. <laughs> if they hit a rough patch, like a like a couple week long uh, rough patch, they might be enough to knock them out of the final wild card spot. I don't know. I don't really see how they've gotten better in any aspect of the game, unless there's somebody I'm completely overlooking. But adding Tanev, keeping Jack Johnson, it's not. It's a <laughs> losing Phil Kessel. Losing Phil Kessel, losing a just massive point producer on that team. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think when we were talking about it a month ago, whenever the, the Zuka rumor came up, uh, he is a big part of the power play, and I know they still have Crosby and Malkin, but, I mean, he's the reason why they won the two Cups. He, he was a big part of the HBK line in 2016, and he had a monster season in 2016-17. And I think he had 92 points in 2017-18. So they're going to be like, this isn't one where, you know, Alex Galchenyuk secretly like a, a five on five monster. And no, until nobody's going to understand this. Well, yeah. Yeah. But see, even them, like it's still, you're still taking away from their day. Every way you look at this trade, they, I don't think they, Actually, they he, he's probably 
too talented to play with Sidney Crosby. I was going to say, like, even if, so the you trade away Kessel, and then you're going to put a guy on Crosby's wing, so it takes away from their depth still. The whole appeal of Kessel was, for a while, whenever things were rough, they would just put one of Malk and Crosby and Kessel on a line, and then teams couldn't figure it out. But uh, I think, yeah, I mean, a lot of people were like worked up about some of the other teams in the division, but I really don't think the Penguins are a team that, that I feel like people can't be upset with the Penguins this offseason. I feel like it just got worse. Yeah. Some of the other teams I really don't even feel like did as well as people want to think they did. But that, uh, well, let's get so, right into it. I mean, the, the big signing of the day on July 1st, uh, Artemi Panarin went to hated scumbag division rival the New York Rangers. Maybe not the hated scumbags. They were a few years ago, but I mean, I was really hoping that Panarin would get out of the division and certainly not help the Rangers on their, their road to recovery. But even with the bread man, bread man, um, bread man. Even with the bread man, even with Capococco, Capococco, uh, I'm not quite sure. And even with uh, Truba, who I think is a great pickup for them. They certainly got a steal, unlike Justin Braun. But <laughs> even with that, I'm not sure the Rangers are quite there no. yet either. No, I don't think they are either. And I think, uh, yeah, and again, we were making fun of them last night. I think Ryan Strom is their second line center next year, which is like, that's all you have to say. And that's a team you really don't have to worry about, I think. Like, right, I, because you can't have a second years. line center that can't skate. As we know, right. the Strom family <laughs> completely physically incapable of skating. It's just going to be out there on a, uh, just going to be out there on skis next season. Just confuse the shit. Uh, he's going to have those up. sneakers that they wear with the padding on the bottom <laughs> for special presentations when they have the red carpet out there. You know, they got the, the special sneakers. The, that's the Stroms are going to start sneaker hockey on ice. I'll watch. I mean, there's going to be a lot of injuries, but I'll watch. I think, I think we're going to found the league. <laughs> I think we're going to found the league too. But the, well, we uh, have to wear those sumo suits, right? You have to wear the big old sumo suits for safety. Yeah. <laughs> and make the, the Nets basketball hoops and then so play basketball on ice with. It's the sumo suits, but they're sleeveless, so you can still move your arms and shoot. But, man, is everybody moving slow and fat. <laughs> this is a good... This is good. As I was saying to you earlier, Steve, I was watching MLS, so I think... I mean, I'll take... I'll take whatever you just described over uh, mid-season MLS, not the Listen, dunk on soccer. ABC... ABC is is televising mini golf right now, so they will put <laughs> anything out there. Oh, what's wait, what? Oh God, don't tell me what it's called. I just it was like, uh, wait, what is it called? I saw commercials for it last week. Do you want to know what it's called? Holy moly! Holy moly! That's what it is. Yes, what a show. And uh, but yeah, the Rangers. Wait, we should talk a little bit. Wasn't Steph Curry on Holy Moly? Don't yes. they actually have like real people doing it? Yeah. Yes. Um, we watched. Yeah, like, we watched one. I mean, I watched one. Oh, yeah. For science. Was it, <laughs> was it any good? I mean, Rob Riggle was uh, was pretty funny. But, yeah, that's and, usually like, how it, yeah. Here's the thing. They set up uh, these crazy mini golf courses, and I'd like to play them, but watching people play them is minorly amusing. At Fair. Best. Okay. But I, I feel like if I could do that myself, it would be great. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. 
One oh. lady got decked by the windmill, though, and that was very funny. How do you get decked by the windmill? They had the win- They have a giant windmill moving very fast. Oh, no, you yeah. You have to pass yeah. through it. And this lady just couldn't do it right and just got annihilated by it. Well, and that nice. was very funny. All right. Bunch of idiots. Uh, bunch, bunch of idiots. Bunch of idiots. Look They're not idiots. smart like Craig Forsyth, <laughs> who's thinking hey, of sumo, like <laughs> sumo suit hockey with Steve. <laughs> That's pretty much what most of my reality TV viewing is now. I'll just turn something on. I'm like, that's fucking dumb. These people are fucking stupid. I'm so smart. These people are dumb. But the Rangers are going to suck. I mean, that yeah, they're not going to be good this year. They might be good in a couple years, like when Panarin and Truba are still here and Kako are still here and they actually add more pieces. But like right now, they're not going to be... I, I don't know. I don't think they're really anything to worry about this season. Um they also then, signed the best player, the best name player. They got the best player and the best name player because they signed Greg McKegg. Oh, they got Greg McKegg? Did, we tell, did I tell you about the, the, the tweet I saw uh, about Greg McKegg that still sticks with me now? What is that? Is that when his parents get mad, do they call him Gregory McKegry? <laughs> and so it's like they just don't. Well, that's it. That's my Greg McKegg joke. So I hope that's you all enjoy that. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. That's it. Yeah. Greg's got a joke. <laughs> I've got one joke about a random fringe NHLer. So hopefully you guys, you guys enjoy it. But, uh, I mean, I yeah, they didn't really sign anybody else, right? I mean, they made the Truba trade. They got Panarin, and they also landed Kako. I mean, I think people are just bitter because they had a lot of, a lot more entertaining things happen with that team over the summer. Which well, is, you I don't think, like what to see... see with the Flyers. I mean, regardless, you don't like to see talent like Panarin land within the division, especially since we were all kind of expecting him to go to Florida and who really gives a shit about the Florida Panthers. Yeah, well, uh, we might have to start Karen soon because his buddy went there. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, real quick, so the Rangers forwards right now, at least in order of how high they're paid, uh, Panarin, uh, Zabinjad, Kreider, Nemisnikov, Strom, Matt Bolesky, okay, Jesper Fast, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's not Matt Bolesky, huh? Matt Bolesky. You remember when he was a thing that one? Oh off yeah, and everybody, yeah, that was a whole thing. Yeah. That was a whole thing. That was the Fuck. Bruins signing, right? Fucking Hextall. Well, he, yeah, and you know, fucking Hextall want to go and sign a free agent. We could have Matt Bolesky. We could Bolesky. have Matt Bolesky for the last three years, but no. Fucking Hextall. Goddamn cuck. Could have had Belly. Could have had Belly. Don't forget Kevin Shattenkirk's still making six and over six and a half million for two more seasons. In New York. In New York. Yeah. All right. So there you go. What about, I mean, the Devils too. People, I like, I'm not really worried about the Devils still. They added Simmons. They're getting Jack Hughes. And if you want to make an argument that Wade Simmons is still good, which will kind of counteract everything we've done for the last year, uh, they added three players, so now they have six good players? Yeah. The thing about that Wayne Simmons signing is, from a talent standpoint, and the devil's getting better, it in no way bothers me. It is an overpayment because they have plenty of cap space on uh, a guy past his prime. From a Flyers fan standpoint, God damn it. Yeah, that is a disgrace. I in no way, shape, or form want to see Wayne Simmons wearing the same jersey that noted war criminal Scott Stevens and noted fat man, uh, 
you know, family lover, family lover. Thank you. <laughs> Martin Brodeur war. That is a disgrace. It shouldn't happen. Boo, boo. But from a hockey standpoint, objectively speaking, it's not that great a move. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, uh, it's not a good move all around. It's not good for the devils and it's not good for uh, flyers fans emotionally. Cause now we have to watch, uh, I mean, again, it could just be Wayne Simmons could be working as a secret agent and he could just try and torpedo their season next year. Accidentally so, lose his skates and like take out a bunch of players' knees all year. The thing about the Devils, okay, they have a couple really good things. They got PK Subban for nothing. Right. Nice. Uh, they got, they have Taylor Hall still. Fantastic. Sure. Uh, and they got Jack Hughes and uh, Nico Heeshear. Nico Hischer, and I'll even give him Kyle Palmieri. We'll say Kyle Palmieri is a good player that doesn't get a lot of love. After that. Will Butcher, and Will Butcher's good. We got Travis Zajac, hmm. Miles Wood. Miles Wood is fine. Blake Coleman. He is also fine. After that. John Hayden. Here we go. Now we're talking. Jesper Bratt. Mm-hmm. Well, my good that. friend Kevin Rooney. Oh, yeah, try Kevin Rooney. And everybody's favorite, Pavel Zaka. Yeah, so I mean, and who can forget this defense full of superstars? Andy Green, their captain, making five mil at the age of thirty-six. Sammy Batnan, Damon Severson, just a, an amazing draft pick. Plays hard. Yeah, they're no. They Marco Muller, Will Butcher, Connor yeah, and, Carrick. Yeah, he's a net. Isn't oh, it, uh, uh, Corey Schneider for three more years at six million a season. Three more and uh, I'm pretty sure he's legally dead. Yeah, I mean, he won a calendar year without a win, so I'm not really. So, you know, I've come back around to saying uh, the devil's fucking suck. They'll never be good again. <laughs> R.I.P.D. Nah, we're not going to rest them in peace. I think they're, they're fine. Just laying on the ground right there. And no, they got a recapture penalty on uh, Ilya Kovalchuk of 250000 until the year 2025. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. Oh, Mike Camilleri buyout. 1.6 mil for two more seasons. I feel like, but again, like I, I see how that could be good in a couple of years, but right now. I'm not really doing anything for me. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, to, better. to pull together. But, like, they haven't been, it's not like, uh-oh, here comes the Devils. Or at least not to me. I don't know. Really, it all comes down to Big Al and the ass crew. Can Big Al and the ass crew capitalize on the Penguins getting a little weaker, the Rangers and the Devils being kind of in-betweeners, and let's face it, the Islanders are going to fall back to earth, right? Especially without I... Valtteri Filpula coming back. Oh, baby, Valtteri Filpula to the Red Wings. Two years, $3 million a year. That could have been us. Uh Heart and soul of the Islanders. Sole reason they made the playoffs. And it's just, what a what a disgraceful franchise. Can't believe they wouldn't bring back the <laughs> captain himself, Valtteri Filipula. I will say, I, I'm i interested to see how they will do. Because I don't expect Laner to have another year like he did this past season. And he was the reason why they were... He's gone. That good, yeah. And he's in Chicago now. But I... Farlamov and uh, Grice might be able to do what Laner and Grice did this year. Greasy but, Thomas. But I still think, like, I, I still think too many things went right for them, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think they had, they didn't, I don't think they had one unlucky aspect of their season. They got great goaltending all year through. They seemingly overcame, like, underlying numbers 
even though everything was indicating that they should start losing sometime soon. And then they swept the Penguins, and nobody expected them to sweep the Penguins. Like, I feel I feel like next next season they're going to have some bumps in the road that they're actually not going to be able to overcome. I'm not really yeah, – I'm wow. not really worried about the Islanders either. They lost the – oh, no, they didn't lose anybody. Islanders have – this is a weird team. Like, I'm looking at their roster right I, now. I, yeah. Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, yeah. Jordan Eberle, Andrew Ladd, Josh Bailey, Cal Clutterbuck, Casey Sezikas, Leo Komarov, uh, Komarov, uh, Matt Martin. Yeah. Matthew Barzal is great, but I don't know. It's just kind of like a weird in-betweener team. I mean, the defense is Boychuk, Nick Letty, Thomas Hickey, Ryan Pollock. I, I don't know. It's another weird team. We have a very weird division coming yeah. up. The Metro. I don't think they're going to be good. I the Flyers have a chance to actually be like pretty no, good do. in this division this year. And it's really, it's all up to Big Al and the ass crew. <laughs> no, I agree. I think uh, that I think this offseason is kind of weird in general just because every single move, you can see how it can work. You can see how it can be terrible. Uh, and I feel like when you look at the Flyers for next season, like you're saying, if if Elaine Vigneault and uh, the Ash crew press all the right buttons, they could be second in the division, maybe win it if things go absolutely right. But they could, if you told me they were one of the top three seeds uh, at the end of the year next year, I really wouldn't be surprised. But at the same time, if the signings and the trades go the wrong way, I could absolutely see them being sixth or seventh in the division and missing the postseason again correct like it's like it's the most up i know you can say that every single year but this is definitely the most i i really don't know what people are expecting next year i don't know if they're i do i do feel like this is the best chance the flyers have had in a few years though to to kind of capitalize and and a better chance to finish near the top of the division than they've had in a while maybe even since what 2012 i think that's i think that's true too and i mean we, we look at some of the other teams that we didn't even talk about the the caps didn't do anything they uh they lost i forget who they lost to um oh brett Connolly. they lost brett Connolly to the panthers and then they added um richard panic which is i mean that's a fine they, move they but they're still a, the same a team. a lot of dick panic <laughs> a lot of dick panic ton of dick panic but I and I mean they're a good team, but they're not really anything that's gonna. It's not like the Caps against everybody, I think. But they should be one of the top two or three teams in the division next year. How I think the, the Penguins. How the hell did I just talk myself into being positive about the Flyers after you did it? I know, be, yeah. Because here's the thing: I don't really love any of the moves they made. Like, no, that's one. Yeah, exactly. That's the the Braun trade's not good. The the Niskanen trade is questionable at best, and the Hayes signing while good for the team overall is again, too long and too much money, but yeah, no, that's I the still whole thing. feel like given the talent they already have given yep. the young talent coming up and given that the rest of the division is either in betweeners or getting worse. I, I don't know. They, they, they actually got a shot. Yeah. No, I mean, I, it goes back to what we've been saying the whole time. I, I think I thought this team was going to be good going in the next year. After the season, if they had not fucked with anything and they kept everything they had, the team would have been fine just based on bounces and players staying healthy. And we actually had a goalie. 
Fletcher's going out and add pieces, but he hasn't messed with any of the main assets of the roster. We lost Gudis, but you know he play, replaced that with Niskanen, and and Braun should be better than some of those four players they've had over the years on the back end. So I can, I can again, yeah, yeah it's just it was, a, it was some weird transactions, but I can see how it could pan out for him. But at the same time, I can see how it could be terrible. So it's weird going. I'm excited to see what everybody's projecting in September, and if people are really confident that this team's going to make the postseason or make win a round or two, and then just to see the people that haven't been paying close attention to the offseason just kind of dunk on those prognosticators. Oh, yeah. Even though, yeah. Because, again, like after all the seed, like from the outside, you're looking at a team that switched GM, coach, uh, and some other upper management uh, personnel, and they didn't do anything too, too crazy on the ice. So everybody's going to be like, ah, same old flyers. But if you're a hot takeist in Philadelphia, like it's win win for you, regardless. Oh, yeah. It's either this team overcame adversity, overcame Hextall, Hackstall, and came back from the brink, or it's same old flyers, bunch of doofuses. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll just have to uh, wait out and see. But I, I'm glad he came with that today because I was, I was thinking the same thing. Because it's, uh, and, and we were, we talked about it last week, and BSH Radio has touched on it the last couple of weeks too. But it's just, it, it, they're just all head scratching moves to an extent, but they could all just pan out. Like it could um, work. You, do you but want again, to there's uh, some head scratchers? I mean, you you look at it, we and there's also Pitlick, which I still don't get. Like I yeah. would have just much rather had Ryan Hartman for yeah. a cheap amount and had him as a, a bottom six guy where he belongs and it can do well at and give you a little jam, a little bit of that lobby jam. But yeah, I'm with you too. Uh offensive upside and also I think Fletcher came out and said it was something to do with uh cap relief to an extent. But I mean we're talking about point nine million. And for I think, a team that, I mean, after Proveroff signs, they'll have a little less, but, and connect me, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about Lawton. That that dude's making one to two tops. But, no. I mean, they have 14, they have almost 15 mil right now. Right, but they still have to. Proveroff's going to be a good chunk. Yeah, and, and then you going to be a good chunk, but, I mean, and I'm not too worried about the cap space right now, because yeah. who else are they signing? There's well, really still... no one out there. Yeah, like the only thing they have left will be getting a third line winger, which I don't know if they're gonna. I think I think they're hoping at least based the... on what I've heard about one of the kids stepping up. Yeah, which I mean, if that's the case, that's fine. Also, it's not a private. It's not a bad issue to have cap space. Like I'm fine with having some. I like cap having space. cap space. There is no reason to use it all. In yeah. fact, having extra is a good thing. Yeah, but for using that as an excuse or not an excuse, but a reason why you made that trade is still like I still I still need a good reason why you wanted to get. Hartman in exchange for for Pitlick. Just like, it's Pitlick. just a... Yeah, like, it's just a weird... I don't know. Like, I don't... You could have just let Hartman walk and then there's... I, I, I know it's it's kind like of... Why a, is Pitlick a desirable player to have? Yeah, like, you could have just gone into free agency and I know, you know, you don't want to bank on... Like, 2C market, there wasn't uh, a ton of names out there, but bottom six wingers, that's... You can go find one and sign for one year at seven... 700k and then that's it but it doesn't matter uh he's he's out of here ryan hartman has gone to minnesota by the way we're going to talk about minnesota right now uh because ryan hartman two years 1.9 million a season with the wild and matt zuccarello also signed with 
the Minnesota Wild. And it's not really about Matt Zuccarello signing with it. It is once again about the Wild's GM, Fenn, uh, Paul Fenn, talking uh, actual words. And this is what he had to say on signing Matt Zuccarello. Uh, and Steve, you said you haven't looked at it, looked at this yet? Nope, I am eager to hear this exact quote. Uh, so I believe it is just, quote, I told him when I was talking to him that he's like a lizard. The way a lizard takes his tongue and sticks it as far as it does and retrieves what it was trying to do. That that what? was it. Oh, let me. I'm gonna pull up the. I I heard you, but I am yeah. just befuddled by that. And I so I have a little experiment for this too. Uh, I would like to read this again. But with a little, a little background music. <laughs> so let me find this okay. Fenton quote. This is always the best when I have to to look for something. In <laughs> you know, it's I just want to make sure I had the yeah the quote right. I was making sure I wasn't completely off there because that even sound pretty weird. That was longer than that. Nah, but I just took it from uh straight from the uh, Minnesota Twitter. Uh, I'm going to show a wild Twitter account. So there you go. That's Paul Fenn. This is also the guy who got a namer with tall dudes at the draft. So if you're wondering, like, I, I just don't know why Fletcher isn't just constantly calling Paul Fenn and being like, we should trade players. We should trade NHL players. Oh, buddy. The, the Fenn man. <laughs> Fentorino. How yeah. we doing? <laughs> Bill said yesterday we should just trade him Sam Marin. Oh, six God. foot seven. That would be amazing. Paul Fenn would lose his mind. That Paul Fenn. would be amazing. <laughs> They'd be on the conference call. Fletcher would be like, uh, you want some uh, Sam Marin? Paul Fenn would stand up and take off his pants. I'm listening. Talk to me. Add to the deal. What am I'm I doing? I'm listening. Keep what am coming. I giving you? <laughs> All right. Let me try this out. I told him that when I was talking to him, that he's like a lizard. The way a lizard takes his tongue and sticks it as far as it does and retrieves what it was trying to do. Matt Zuccarillo. <laughs> I, I, I hear lizard, I think of the doors every time. Oh, yeah. No, that's... Uh, that that's was the end. Remember. Yeah, I just... I, I thought, you know, the lizard king. Come on. Lizard king. <laughs> that's for the kids. The kids love the doors. The kids love the door. The kid, I, I saw a ten year old the other day. Want to stop talking about Jim Morrison? It was crazy. He's like, how about those <laughs> wicked keyboards? <laughs> and I'm like, why do you know this? Get out of here. And then I uh, pushed him and ran out of that target. So don't nobody talk about that. Anyway, he was like uh, a yeah. demented lounge singer. <laughs> do you think the doors are overrated? I I kind of feel like the doors have fallen exactly where they need to in the course of music. Cause yeah. like for a while they were one of those like, wow, must listen bands. And now they're kind of like, so the doors are weird and trippy. <laughs> like they're, yeah. they're not like, like a, a Zeppelin or a Beatles where they're revered. Like they used to be They're They're more yeah. just like, so the doors are pretty weird. Yeah, that's fair. I was going to put out my musical hot take, which is uh, I feel like most bands that have a performer pass away early, mainly a singer, uh, usually they're a little overrated. 
Because sure. the angle of, oh, what could have been is always hyped up. And it's like, you know what could have happened? They could have stuck around for like 10 more years and put out two or three more albums nobody really liked. How so many, that's what could have happened. How many Stones know. albums do you think right. of past yeah. the year 1980? You don't think of many. And there's a reason. Yeah. Oh, well, was, man. Think of all those great Aerosmith albums from late in their career. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned Metallica last week. Is there a good album of Metallica that was passed in, uh, like, 2000? Or, like, late 90s, maybe? Or well, it definitely even... wasn't the one where, where Lars Ulrich is playing basically trash can, trash can drums. That, that uh, one is Saint awful. Anger? Saint Anger. Uh, Saint Anger! Yeah. Look, I'll say Saint Anger's the best album. What can I say? Best album. <laughs> everybody's favorite. Everybody loves Everybody Saint loves Saint Anger. That's Weirdly, all I say. I, I was talking about this recently too, because we were talking about the the documentary that they made while they were making that album. Yeah, I was talking about this on Father's Day. <laughs> Feels appropriate. Yeah, yeah, but I but like the the, the Doors are one of those bands though that everybody's just like, oh man, what if Jim Morrison didn't die? I was like, I don't know, they'd probably still be touring and they wouldn't be talked about as much. <laughs> that's my that's my musical hot take. So I'm sure likely the case. Yeah, I mean. I, I think of them. Who's the other band? I mean, Nirvana to an extent, right? Nirvana was going to break I up at were, some point anyway. Oh, they were going to break up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kurt yeah. Cobain was going to go solo, and Dave Grohl was probably still going to do his thing. And yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it kind of. I, I feel like it. I feel like the other two members, in, <laughs> Chris Novoselic and Dave Grohl, still would have done what they did. But Kurt Cobain probably would have just gone solo or, or done something crazy if. Yeah. If he had lived, he would have been a uh, he would have been a backup singer for Hole. <laughs> you want to talk about a fall off? <laughs> Let's talk about Billy Corgan writing people's music. Let's talk about this. No, I think we should get back into hockey. Let's, Agree let's to get disagree. This train right, yeah, get back on track before yeah, so, we start going down a whole hole. Yeah, yeah. Let's get back to what we really started this podcast. We we wanted to talk about Paul Fenton. Paul Fenton talking lizard. about lizards. Yeah. I just I hope Paul Fenton just equates every player in his franchise to random things that just aren't related to hockey at all. He's just like uh, Matt Dumba, you know, you're like you're like a mattress to me. Do you know that? Like, I think it's your first name kind of goes with mattress. You remind me of a mattress. And, and of course, like, this podcast brought to you by Casper Mattress. <laughs> uh, Devin Dubnik, uh, you kind of remind me of a blender. I don't know why, but you just something about your arms and the way you move them when you play hockey. You're just a. Uh, we're glad to have you here. I don't know any of your stats. I'm happy you're here, though. Ryan Suter, you remind me of a microwave. Always dependable. <laughs> Always making things slightly worse than they were originally. <laughs> Mika Koiva, you're like a fox. That's what you remind me of. I've never seen a fox hold a hockey stick, but that's what you remind me of. You're almost bordering into Harry Carey territory. <laughs> Mika Koiva, you're like a fox. <laughs> Real clever and crafty. Oh, man. R.I.P. Day. Truly an R.I.P. Day. The Bud Heavy lover. That is true. Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, never saw him win the World Series. Kind of sucks. Gonna be us there. with the Flyers. He was man, there. Yeah. In spirit. Uh, he was in the Bud Heavy cans. He's in the Bud <laughs> I'm Every time to you of, drink uh, a Bud Heavy, you're drinking a little part of Harry Carey. Sure. Most American thing ever. All right. I think we should, uh, I think we should talk about this offer sheet. 
and your thoughts, if you have any. Yeah, so the Flyers finally did it. They went after Shea Weber. <laughs> They're going to get him, folks. Uh, I heard Nashville's thinking world. about matching. They might. Uh, but Shea Weber, young, good defenseman, pretty heavy shot. I will say this before we go into it. Mark Vergevan does kind of feel like the Paul Holmgren of the league today. Yeah, except without balls. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Oh, I don't take know. time from Steve. <laughs> if Mark Bergevin had balls, he would have signed Sebastian Ajo for $11 million. This is very much a... He yeah, would have done a... something that would have challenged the Hurricanes to consider matching it. And instead, he went with just, oh, here's a reasonable deal that Ajo is definitely going to sign, and you guys are definitely going to sign him to. If he thought for a second, if he thought for a second, that the Hurricanes weren't going to match eight and a half million a season for Ajo? Are you kidding me? Come on! Yeah, that was really uh, was a pretty uh, was a pretty weak uh, offer sheet offer. And oh. also, he should have just... I don't know why he... I mean, he had to go higher. I think he, he only went this high because of the threshold. Because they offered uh, five uh, years... Don't you creep me right now. Uh, they offered him five years at uh, 8.454 million a season. Anything below eight million four hundred fifty-five, four hundred fifty-four thousand eight hundred seventy-two dollars. Uh, it's just a first, a second, and a third. If he went to the next uh, ten thousand dollars, it was two first, a second, and a third. Really, you have to. I, I see. I think this is the. I don't know if this is the right guy to go after with an offer sheet because Carolina can match it, and they will, and they haven't yet, I believe, which is the funny part. Is that they're just letting the uh, Canadians sit there, which they well, should. Mitch it's Marner's sitting over there. Mitch I, Marner's sitting yeah, there. Yeah, why not? Just why not go, waiting for it. On why a not team. the Leafs or the Lightning? Right. Braden Point, Mitch Marner, both on cap strap teams that would have a tough time matching, especially on a big, big, meaty contract like that. Like, if you sign Mitch Marner or, or Point to, like, a, I don't know, like an 11 mil a season contract. They might have a tough time matching that. Yeah. No, exactly. And yeah. if you're Bergevin, if you're Bergevin and you have a chance to mess with Toronto, you got to take that. I feel like you have to, yeah. You have to. By the way, teams are helping out. We'll get to that in a second. Teams helping out Toronto. but uh... Stop helping out Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you help them out with Patrick Marlowe? Why? Do you think, uh, you think, do you think more offer, offer sheets are going to come next season now? Now that one is out of the way and is a very run-of-the-mill, everything's okay, nobody's feelings are hurt kind of offer sheet. I hope so, but I doubt I would it. hope so, too. That's the only positive I'm trying to take away from this, is that next year more GMs will uh, come to the table and throw down some offer sheets. That's it. Because the offer sheet overall wasn't good. Like, it just it wasn't – everybody knew he was – it was going to get matched. So I feel like it's just something Bergman could say, uh, well, I'm trying to bring in town. You saw the offer sheet, right? <laughs> and then he just sits on his hands. Listen, guys, I'm week. trying my I'm trying my hardest here. I cleared out this space just so we could do this move. <laughs> and now we have what do we have? We have Carrie Price. <laughs> I, I was gonna say this was him trying to every all the moves he made over the years kind of pan out this particular season and they still didn't make the playoffs like max right. domi did pretty well shea weber was fine Carey price was healthy and looked fine i believe we've got drew for a while and he had a pretty good year 
And he looked pretty, and he looked fine this year too. And they just everything went right, it, and it they uh, missed the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. No, that's the thing. It's like the peak of what he's built. Their ceiling is just missing the playoffs. <laughs> just they have about the playoffs. There are three guys I see on the Canadians roster right now that tell me that they're going to make the playoffs this year. Their Play names off. are Dale Weiss, Dale Weiss, Jordan Wheel. And Phil Veroni. Okay, With you know what? Talent of that caliber. Three guys like that. There's yeah. no way they miss the playoffs. He he is, I will say, Bergevin is obsessed with fourth line grinders. I don't get it. Like, he's always been... He's traded for them in past deadlines, and now I'm going to blank on a bunch of them. Like Brian Flynn, who was a random guy for the Sabres that always sucked and was never good and never showed potential. And he traded for him or signed him. It's just there's always like random guys that he will just pile up in the bottom six for for no reason. And I was kind of, I laughed at it when I saw Phil Veroni went to the Canadians. Not because I mean I'm happy for Phil. I guess I don't really fucking care about Phil Veroni, but the fact that he is just another his ceiling is fourth line player and Mark Vergevin. Lamb on me where give he is me. right give now. Me, yeah, me, yeah, like where, where he is right now is like yeah, absolutely. You Jordan Wheel. Dale Weiss. Is it Dutch Gretzky? Oh, I miss him. I don't Now, know. okay, now, here's here's my question, because I'm going to parlay this into the, the Toronto transition. Because Toronto hired one David Haxtell as an assistant coach. Wow! Now, oh, wow. now. Wow. Wow. Now, which team has more should-have-kept power going into the postseason next year? Does Dave Haxtell outweigh Jordan Wheel? Dale Weiss and Phil Veroni. Well, that's three men versus one. I mean, the weight's obviously but, in the favor of the three people. But imagine we're talking how, pounds, right? Wait, wait. Talk about. Imagine how scolding hot the should have kept Hextall takes will be next year. Oh, the should have takes kept over power, for Babcock and yeah. Stu- stupid weight jokes aside, the should have kept power is a hundred percent with Hextall here <laughs> because Toronto is going to make the playoffs next year. It would be an absolute shocker if they don't. And, I mean, they were the biggest opposition Boston had until they got to the Stanley Cup final. Toronto could have been Boston last year very easily if they win that series. So, yeah, there's a heck of a chance of Toronto making a nice run and Dave Haxtell getting all these hot takes, slamming Sammy, just writing a daily column. What I'm saying is, I think Babcock's kind of on the hot seat too. So I'm still just saying, what if they start like seven and 10, seven, nine and one. And they're like, all right, Babcock, that's enough. We just need an interim coach right now. And then a tax stall. And then he just does the Baruby. I'm just laying it out there. Look, this is all, this is all hyperbole. Thank you so much. Hyperbole. Oh, Jesus I'm Christ. I'm just saying. So, <laughs> I'm Craig. He's Steve. That's exactly how it's supposed to go. Good night and good hockey. All right. Let's talk about the other Toronto stuff, though, because I wanted to. Yeah, you mentioned the Marlowe trade. That's annoying. And then also the, uh, what the fuck is it? The Nikita Zaitsev for Cody CC trade. What the hell is this? I, I don't even know what that trade is in any way, shape, or form. That trade is just clearing cap space for the Leafs. That's all it is. It's the center's not. It's Dubas is smart because he knows Dorian and Eugene Melnick don't know what they're doing. So he's like, "Oh, I got to unload this contract somewhere." 
where's a team where you can just dump that money now? It used to be Arizona. It's looking like it's going to be Ottawa now. So Arizona finds themselves near the top of the projected cap hit teams right now, by the way. Well, I, yeah. Well, they, I would not be surprised if Arizona makes the playoffs next year. The old castle power. Well, and, that, I, and they almost made the playoffs this year. They just met. I think, uh, what's his nuts? Anti Ranta missed a good chunk of the season. They're starting goalie. So give him a starting goalie for most of the season with Phil Kessel now. I don't know. I'm not, you know, they might get a wild card. Jay Essen. But uh, Nikita Zaitsev, Connor Brown, and Michael Carcone to the Senators for Cody CC, Ben Harper, Aaron Luchik, and Luchuk. And uh, 2023. Senators also signed Ron Hainsey for one year. Oh, good old Hainsey. So they, yeah, they were like, they saw all the worst aspects of the Leafs defense last year and they were like, lock me up. Like, just load me up with those fellas. (laughs) Just wait till we see our Hainsey on you. (laughs) Michael Michael Jordan's just always hanging out with Ron Hainsey. He's just always a couple rows deep in the uh, the stands. Each time Ron Hazy gets burned for a goal, they just cut to a uh, crying Jordan. Yeah. Crying Jordan <laughs> is in the stands. I was just gonna say crying Jordan with like a a white under like a white tee on, just like smiling, arms crossed, just looking at Ron Hazy. There he is, always with my Hazy. Oh, old Hazy. <laughs> oh, by the way, the uh, Shane Gossespierre rumors um, for Andrew Shaw and Paul Byron. Evidently not that true because Andrew Shaw going back to the Canadians was traded to Chicago for a 2022nd, 2027th, 2021 third. So that would have been a, uh, so imagine that guy that just got traded for three non first round picks was traded for Shane Goss's fair. Would have been great. Would have been, been a good cool time. Would have been neat. Yeah. Would have been a big fan of hockey. Would have been upset by that. <laughs> Yeah, why not? Wouldn't be burning jerseys in the street. Yeah, 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 fuck it. Yeah. Uh okay, so we could we should talk about who the Flyers actually signed in free agency real quick. Should we? Yeah, I mean it's gonna take do two we, seconds. Do we have to? I'm going to. How quickly I want to see how quickly you can read these names. We're gonna have a competition. Okay, so wait, hold wait, on. I'm gonna get the out. timer out. I'm gonna get the timer out. You just want me to name the names. I want you to just run through the names and then I'll do it. Uh let me know when you're ready. Wait, hold on a second. Stop well, I was going to talk about uh, what else. Well, well, we can talk about that, but I want you to say these names as quickly as you can. All right. Are you ready? All right, go ahead. One, two, three. Andy Andrehoff, Curtis Gabriel, Nate Frosser, JF Ruby, Andy Walensky, Tyler Watherspoon, Kyle, Chris Cuyolo, Chris Bigris. All right. Eight seconds. Fucking Kyle, Chris Cuyolo. Who's apparently from here. He should have the easiest name. From here. I'm calling him Tony. Tony, Tony, Chris Gawalo. Tony of Pizza course. Shop. Don't okay. Eight seconds for you. Almost eight and a half, but I'll, I'll give you a little extra time. Are you go through it. I'm, go- I'm going through it myself. Yeah. We're having competition because okay. what the hell else are we doing? <laughs> uh, providing nice, nice NHL opinions and uh, stats. But anyway, go ahead. And batch updates. And batch updates. Yeah. We'll get, and we got, we got to go cover. Don't worry. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Count of one, two, three. Andy Androff, Curtis Gabriel, Nate Prosser, Jeff Baruby, Andy Walensky, Tyler Watherspoon, Kyle Criscuolo, and Chris Bigris. And you went faster than me. So good job, Craig. You win the rapid fire. Who gives a shit? Guys, the Flyers signed. I like how you're kind of pissed off. <laughs> but this is all. 
Because oh my, I don't God. fucking care. Yeah, it's whatever. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but yeah, these are the losers. The uh, fire sign. None of them are going to be uh. Yeah. Some I feel like JF Baruby will play a few games for the Flyers this year. Well, because Brian Elliott is at the point. Yeah, Brian Elliott came back. Where yeah. if you unwrap him, <laughs> he, he gets in his sarcophagus at night, comes out. If you unwrap him too quickly, he will turn to dust, and you have to put him back in the sarcophagus. So we all know you that. need a JF Baruby to be ready. Yeah, and that's a big thing. That's why I didn't get. He was a free agent because teams were like, "That's too much for a third string goalie." So. Yeah, Job uh, Franklin Baruby. I'm trying to think of noteworthy. So I wrote down. Hold on, let's see. Andy Androff, uh, nothing exciting. Came from the Kings organization, so maybe Dean Lombardi uh, put in a word for his buddy mm-hmm. Curtis Gabriel. I like Andy, sign him. <laughs> that did. I th- wait. Was that is Dean on here now? Hi, it's uh, Dean. <laughs> Curtis Gabriel, our friend from earlier uh, in the year, supported Nolan Patrick and only got one game for it. 26-year-old, he's not, he's a big-time guy. Maybe he they has, signed him just so Nolan Patrick can play pranks So he doesn't him. concuss our players? Oh, okay. yeah. Or that, like, yeah. He's just going to put, like, banana peels in his way and snicker around <laughs> the hallway. <laughs> it's just so they could get Curtis Gabriel's phone number so then Nolan Patrick can text him once a week and be like, hey, man, how is it to be an AHLer? And just torment him because he's not in the NHL. That's like, what it is. He's just there so that Gabriel, like, he'll fall asleep in a chair and then Nolan Patrick can go up to him and and spray some shaving cream in his hand and then tickle his nose with a feather and he's going to get shaving cream all <laughs> over his face. It's going to be wild. Put his hand in a warm bowl of water and then smack him. It's pretty time. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to smack the... Uh, but Just anyway. smack him, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Bam! Uh, yeah, five points, 98 pims in 38 NHL games, 54 points, 416 penalty minutes. Jesus. In 264 HL games, lock him up. Big fan. Bring him in. Uh, Nate Prosser, you know him. He's bad. He's going to be in the HL. Do you uh, know him? I mean, he was with the Wild forever. He was with the Wild from That doesn't 20, mean anybody knows him. I mean, 2010, 11. Ask through, me to name five Wild. I can't do it. I think we did. I think we just did it in the exercise earlier. So that doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now you just don't know any of them. I got you. I've never heard of the Minnesota Wild. What are they? <laughs> All right, Andy Walensky. Well, everybody's heard of Andy Walensky. Oh, yeah. Longest, hasn't, yeah. Andy Walensky, Willie. future Hall of Famer. Uh, 26-year-old uh, right-hand defenseman, played for the San Diego Goals last season, the Ducks minor league team. Tyler Watherspoon. Uh, Good old Wathball. Messed the letters there. Uh, and he was he did spend time as a Stockton Heath alternate captain, so I'm not saying he's going to be a leader here, but he probably is. Uh, Kyle, Do they call him Wathsy or Spoonsy? Uh, probably Wathsy, right? I would think so. He's, I think. It's, this is hockey. They, they can only go the first few letters of the last name in C. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's too much. Uh, and then uh, Kyle Chris Cuolo. I, I have no idea. Chris Cuolo. One year. Kyle Crisco. Crisco, yeah. <laughs> Kyle Crisco, one year, 700K, 27-year-old forward, 5'8", 173 pounds. He's from here, Southampton Township, New Jersey. From that here. Is. He's from here. He's good. Hey, zero to points, Sam. Zero points in nine NHL games, 95 points. And, oh, this was the Sam wasn't signing, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sam Carcitti, shadow GM. <laughs> it's like, right, look, are you, guys, are you guys bringing back Simone Gagne or not? 
if you're not, yes. give, give me this Crisco guy. <laughs> I have one name for you. Bobby Ryan. Wait, <laughs> if that doesn't work out, I have a second name for you. Kyle the Crisco man. <laughs> just picturing like like uh, he's not emailing this to anybody he just wrote it on like a napkin with like a red sharpie and is handing it to somebody in the flyer's I'd like press to box think, I'd like to think that he inv- invited like Chuck Fletcher out to a diner and then he's just sliding it over to him <laughs> they're out at the Oregon diner I got a like, name what? for you yeah they're at the Penrose and he's just I got one name for you here you go Kyle <laughs> Chris <laughs> Sam what is this You'll know. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I think you know the name pretty well. Fletcher looks down, know. just just says in parentheses, the Crisco man. <laughs> They're like, I think you know. I think you know. This is apparent. This is obvious. <laughs> All right. Now let me get back to giving these really in-depth analysis of the uh, Chris Bigris or Bigra. I don't really care about Chris his name. Chris Big Ass. I want the word. Ooh. Is he? Well, he is he about to get hired? <laughs> He's going to join the uh, Flyers coaching staff after his contract runs out. Uh, he saw some time with the Avs the last few seasons. He's a 24 left-hand defenseman. There you go. Also, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms signed Cal O'Reilly, Greg Carey, James DeHaas. There you go. Got a great DeHaas. Uh, and then Jerry Fitzgerald. Jerry and uh, Fitzgerald. Eric Nodal. Yeah. So these are all guys. Greg Carey's been with the Phantoms for this will be his fourth season next season. Eric Keller, Nodal, any relation to Andreas Flyers great, Andreas Nodal. Different spelling. So why don't you read a book and keep up? Uh Cal O'Reilly is Ryan O'Reilly's brother uh, Ryan O'Reilly's brother. Uh Eric Nodal, going back to Eric Nodal real quick. Uh Eric Nodal update. Uh he is coming over from the Cincinnati Cyclones, who are the Sabres UCHL team. Also, very important. Uh Nick Luco was named an assistant coach for the Red and Royals. So Nick Luco still getting work. Because his uh, dad owned Comcast. So there you go. <laughs> or dad was part owner of Comcast. What did Peter Luko do? Ah, hockey stuff. Yeah, he did stuff. He, he, Cable stuff. Yeah, I'm not going to look it up. I don't care. I forgot about that name until just now when I saw it. So, uh, Also, other Flyers news real quick. Very big news. Actually, it might be the biggest. Tangent. Yeah, it might. Uh, David Slumko got bought out. Uh, never played a game for the Flyers. Four assists in 18 games with the Phantoms. Flyers will have a cap hit of 900K in 2019-20, 600K in 2020-2021. Officially, six defensemen under contract right now. Niskanen, Ghost, Braun, Sandheim, Hagwarin, and Myers. Proveroff is still an RFA. Proveroff deal, never going to happen. I think I... we're going to die not seeing a Proveroff deal done. I'm so upset about Schlemko. I, I just... I can't believe they would take the leader of the Phantoms and disrespect him like this. David Schlemko has served this organization proudly for three months, and it's just, they did him dirty. I don't think they know it's where the pets go, David Schlemko, and they just let him down. <laughs> just let him down real easy. He David just, Schlemko. Uh... David Schlemko was so forgettable that every time I went on Cap Friendly and I'd look at the defense and I'd go, who's David Schlemko? I guess I do have to say this now. That's a good point. But I guess I do have to say this now, too. I wrote an article about what the Flyers had in Schlumpko when they acquired him. And I remember the first comment being, nothing, he's just going to get bought out. So to that guy who commented on that post and isn't listening, good call. You, you nailed it. You're fair. You got it. Well, you didn't pay attention to the username, Chuck Fletcher. 
<laughs> I didn't pay attention to the username. I actually am David Schlumpko. <laughs> Should have just responded and be like, how do you know? It's like, I'm David Schlumpko. I'm not at practice right now. They they told me to just go home. So. I am the Schlumpko. <laughs> Cuckoo, kachoo, or no, maybe. Cuckoo, kachoo. <laughs> uh, let's see. That's uh, I mean, that's your important Flyers information. David Slumpko bought out all the uh, Flyers signed nine guys that you might see one of them play for the Flyers next season. Uh, you want to go through some of the uh, other signings real quick? I mean, that that was a full trip to Flavortown, that, those signings for the Flyers. Easily. Oh, no, it was. Yeah, easily. Yeah. yeah. No donkey sauce needed. Just full Flavortown. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, we, can, uh, we can run through these other signings. Uh, let's see. Matt Deshane, Nashville, seven years, $8 million a year. As expected. As expected. Apparently, also, apparently he was building a house in Nashville and they were just like, all right, should we work a contract out? Yeah. Why not? I was going to say that could have been real fucking weird. If you were just building a house in Nashville and then he just went to another team. They're like, so why were you? And you're like, I don't know. I like Nashville. I was never going to play there, but I like Nashville. Nice I love there. hot chicken. <laughs> uh nash vegas baby so what some of them call it uh, i and also i think because i feel uh i don't think the flyers could have had it this much and charlie laid that all out yesterday so i'm not th- this signing doesn't really upset me more about the kevin hayes contract he gave a new hometown discount yes that is yes we'll go with that uh and then uh cory perry signed a one-year deal with the stars 1.5 million Still would have done it. I think I would have done it, in my opinion. One year just to see what it's like. Just to see him score seven goals and piss off a bunch of people. That would have been my thought line. Your your, your opinion, Steve? No? Yes? One year, Corey Perry? Hmm. I mean, that's a lot of ass. That's a lot of ass, but there's no ass limit, and we should. No, I, I, I think on the ass I, I think the one year of Corey Perry is worth one point five. At worst, he sucks. You trade him for nothing, <laughs> for continued like, I don't know, whatever. Somebody else who thinks, well, maybe you know, maybe you could turn it around here. Yeah, it's low risk, high reward potentially. I like that, and I like the Spezza signing for for the same reason. It's yeah. very low <laughs> risk with. Very high chance of reward. Yeah, Jason Spezza one year uh, in Toronto for seven hundred thousand. Uh, Tyler Myers in Vancouver for five years, six million dollars a year. So that I will say with some of the names that signed yesterday on defense, I think I'm fine in terms of what Fletcher paid and brought in. Like I'm not. There's nothing on the market where should, like if. There's no, there was nobody out there that signed a contract that I, I, I'm envious of. I guess, like I'm oh, fine yeah. with players that he added. Uh, I am, and again, I, I mentioned, I started off yesterday's show with my hot take uh, with Joe Pavelski signing for three years with the Stars. I think that was the only person I really wanted that was realistic more than Kevin Hayes. But at the same time, I really did not think he was leaving San Jose. Yeah, uh, and I think Pavelski is definitely a guy I would prefer over Kevin yeah. Hayes, especially. Three years at seven mil. Right. Three for, years. You know, a guy who scores a ton of goals. Yeah. Versus Kevin Hayes, who's, you know, he's solid. I, well, let's not, you know, Kevin Hayes is good. Hey, Kevin he's Hayes is good. good but but like, I think I'd still take, I'm still taking Joe Pavel. There's nothing so. spectacular about Kevin Hayes. And I think that's what bothers me about his uh, seven and seven contract mm-hmm. at the end of the day. It's just like, 
it feels like he should do at least one thing like really, really great. Like JVR got his deal, but JVR scores goals. That's what yeah. he does. Uh, Kevin Hayes just like, he's a good hockey player. Uh, yeah, I guess I get what you're saying. Would you say he's I, a really good hockey player? I would, I would say he's really good. I think okay. he's a really good two underfoot player. I think he's really, I think the way he was used in New York, uh, under AV, ironically, I think kind of limited what he showed he could do this season uh, when he was given some power play time and he was actually given good teammates. That uh, doesn't inspire me. What? What? AV limited him? No, 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 no. Okay, yeah, we want to roll this. Sorry, yesterday. I know, but it, I, I'm just saying. Teammate, linemates. Bill brought up his linemates. His best linemates while he was in New York were Michael Grabner and Jesper Fast. Right. Are you you think JVR and Jake Voracek might help a little bit in the points department they, there? They might. They might. I, I okay. maybe he'll have a Sean Couture revelation. I, I, I just, don't know. I'm saying I'm Joe Pavelski say is a sexier name. Joe, Joe, Pavelski, Joe Pavelski is like absolutely an is. exciting absolutely. name. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Let's not get this confused. I wanted. I would rather have Joe Pavelski, especially for the my biggest concern with the the Hayes contract was the idea that Patrick becomes two C and then Kevin Hayes really is kind of an overpaid 3C, but, and Chovavelsky for three years, you kind of skip that whole situation. But yeah, I think Kevin Hayes, like Kevin Hayes is I'm just good. not excited. No, I don't think he's an exciting name in any way. Oh, no, he's not. No, he's not. I'm not going to argue that either, but I mean, there are plenty of players I like that aren't exciting names. Like I would have, if the Penguins actually went through with that first trade deal, I think I would have been on the side of the Penguins actually got a better deal than most people think because I like Jason Zucker. Jason Zucker's not a name that's going to put asses in the seats, though. He's not a Joe Pavelski. He's not a P.K. Subban. He's not whatever. Like he, he, But he's a good player at 5-on-5, and he's a good player overall that will help teams win. But it's not going to be a name. Like, a casual fan's going to be like, no, I, I hear. A casual fan hears Kevin Hayes, and they're not like, oh, baby, season tickets. <laughs> the Flyers are back, baby. Passion, Let's do this. Vengeance, yeah. <laughs> Fury, Hayes. Hungry for the cup, Kevin Hayes. <laughs> Two hundred oh. foot player. <laughs> he can he can score the the odd goal. He's gonna. I'm excited for him. He's gonna score twenty. I'm gonna say twenty five goals. I'm putting out there. I'll put that out there. Hopefully, nobody listens to this podcast. I don't think anybody does, but. Definitely not. And especially we're over the 45 minute point. So (laughs) nobody's listening. Uh, Yeah. But Joe Fielski again, and again too, I think this was a thing where I don't think a lot of people thought he was going to leave San Jose. Uh, I guess Doug Wilson is becoming, uh, he's made it known that once his guys get old, he's not going to give them, uh, he's not going to give them discounts to stay on the team. Like you did with Patrick Marlowe. Like once you saw their young man. One year at a time at a lot of money. That's all. Yeah. Like he once he sees they're kind of turning, I guess, or he thinks they're gonna start turning, he just uh cuts ties with them. So one year at a time at a lot of money. (laughs) The Joe Thornton special. (laughs) Uh Gustav Nyquist signs in Columbus for four years, five point five million a year. I like Nyquist, but again, the Blue Jackets lost Panarin, Bob, and Duchesne, so Wolf, uh, Junis, uh, Junis Donskoy 
Jonas Donskoy signs Colorado four years, three point nine million a year. I we never talked about this guy. I I wouldn't mind him minded him on the Flyers. Uh, he was just a talking point for a lot of other people on Flyers Twitter. He was like the ideal third line winger position that would have filled Every, the hole for the Flyers. Everybody loves Johnny Dodoy. That's what it is. <laughs> Dodoy, yeah. Dodoy. Everybody loves JD. Uh, and then Spets the dealer talked about former Flyers. Let's do it. Let's cartoon this uh, in, in his honor. Uh, Cam Talbot. This would be neat. Cam Talbot signs a Calgary for one year. kind of unofficial taking it to the beats. <laughs> yeah, unofficially. Kind oh, yeah, actually, taking you know, it to the beats. Let's do this. Uh, I'm going to do these as a dual signing. Cam Talbot signs in Calgary for one year, $2.75 million. Anthony Stellaris signs in Anaheim for two years, 750000 So guess who won the trade? Nobody. Nobody Calgary. won the trade. Calgary. So let's let's stop talking about it. Just and then Mike Smith. Like Mike Smith went to Edmonton. Went, so we went to just, Edmonton, yeah. We all just kind of swapped, and the Flyers are like, yeah, hell yeah, it's fine. Well, I, I thought I saw something that the Flyers had offered Talbot two years, and he was like, no, I really want to play in Calgary. Oh, I didn't see any of that. I mean, I would – the one year deal I thought was always going to happen with uh, with Talbot because I think he just wanted a one year. To see, that's what I thought Fletcher's whole idea was: you get him here, he backs up for a year, people see him in twenty five, thirty games, and he's not letting in beach balls, and he's not playing behind the Oilers defense. So maybe he gets like a nine, seventeen, eighteen save percentage, and then other teams are like, "Oh yeah, we can trust him to start." So I think he personally wouldn't even want two years, just because I think he just want to do one year to show that he is a starter again and then be a starter in two years rather than if he's here for two years, like there's no situation. We want him to usurp uh, Carter Hart. Like, like everybody would be working against that situation. They'd want Carter Hart to be getting more starts and everything. So I think that is, that's my Cam Talbot rant. (laughs) (laughs) Anthony Stellars. I just, I'm happy. He's got two more years of paychecks. That's why I'm happy for him. I never really had anything against Dolores. I just didn't want him to be the backup next season. You hate um, him. No, I like, look, I like Stoltender the goaltender. I came up with the nickname Stoltender the goaltender. Do you think I could hate him? Yes. I came up with, okay, fair. I don't really have an argument. I mean, that's fair. I don't really have an argument <laughs> to prove that I don't. Hate, I don't. hate, hate. <laughs> well, I guess when you're playing against Anthony Stolarz, your team is going to be scoring a lot of goalars. Am I right? There. I got a bad joke in to prove that I apparently hate Anthony Stolarz. Pebbles, Pierre-Edward Delmar to the Avs for two years, $1.8 million a year, sure. Calvin Pickard, two years in Detroit for $750,000 a year. You want to talk about somewhere we went wrong in this organization. Get Cal Pickard back in my life. Uh, Tyrell Goldborn to Vegas, two years, $700,000 a year. Michael Vecchioni, St. Louis, one year, $700,000. Luke Shen, one year, Tampa Bay, seven hundred thousand. Last but certainly not least, especially not in the hearts of many of our local beat writers, Cole Bardrow, two years, seven hundred thousand dollars a season to the New York Islanders. So these are, this is hopefully if uh, a bunch of uh, Flyers beat reporters listening to this podcast for some reason, these are this is where everybody went. So you guys can just take notes and write your articles next year. <laughs> is there a name here that you look at and say, man? I wish he was a flyer. <laughs> uh, if this was 2017, Wayne Simmons. That yep. might be, like in all sincerity, that might be it. I feel like I was the biggest Cam Talbot guy in the world 
like in terms of him being on the Flyers for next season. And I, I don't really, I, I'm fine with Brian Elliott now for that, that price. As long as Carter Hart he can doesn't... start most of the games and, and Big Al doesn't decide, you know what? I think Brian Elliott should start. Then he should be fine without yeah. like I... Dave Haxtell being like, hey, you know who should start like 10 games yeah, in a see, row? Brian Elliott is busted hip. Yeah, that's the thing is, I, I know Brian Elliott's, you know, he's got a lot of, a lot of mileage on that body, but he's still, he's not going to be expected to put out the same workload as he did with, with Haxtell over the last couple of seasons. And I know, you know, the injuries are still going to be there, but if he's not doing back-to-backs by himself, or maybe he's just doing one of the games in the back-to-back, or maybe he's just seeing weeks off at a time, I think he will ultimately be fine. And honestly, if he's not, Baruby's fine as a third, uh, a third option. Jeff he really is. Like, <laughs> like if he has to end up playing five or six teams this year, it's not the end of uh, the world. And really, honestly, I, I mean, I know this is an insane thing to say, and I imagine a lot of people were saying it last year, but I really, I feel like there can't be anybody else besides these three guys. The Flyers are going to put in that next year. I know, I get it. <sighs> I know. I'm just saying. Just saying. I, how can like how right you know but how (laughs) and how we've been saying that for two years craig and found a way and they keep yeah they keep doing it but you know maybe maybe elaine vigneault michelle terry and mike yow have the secret to keeping goalies healthy i mean it did work with uh and lundquist and talbot uh so and then trades do some trades, do the game, do the batch update. And then, uh, I mean, around the league's like two seconds because we'll get through it. Uh, the trades, let's see if there were any. Let's even see if there were noteworthy trades, honestly. I mean, Phil Castle, Jimmy VC to the Sabres for a 2021 third. Who cares? I feel like <laughs> Jimmy VC is the name of a guy who should be given like his football bet lock of the week. <laughs> Stone Cold. What, what's Jimmy VC's lock of the week? Stone Cold lock of the century of the week. Yeah, he, he should. He should absolutely be a. Yeah, he's got a real Italian nickname or name. It sounds like Jimmy VC. Yeah, that's a really big lock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andrew Shaw, Colin Miller to the Sabers too for a 2021 second and 2022nd fifth. I like that trade. Wow. I would have liked to add him. Instead of Niskanen or Braun, but I get it. Uh, he is not somebody that most of the 200 hockey men would trust. So I, I think a lot of them would trust Niskanen. They want to trust Colin Miller. But that's how they came over there. Uh, James Reimer to the Hurricanes for Scott Darling and a 2026. Darling was bought out by the Panthers. Sure. Uh, Why not? I think the Hurricanes goaltending situation is another interesting one, too, because I don't know. If Mrazek and well, Reimer's good. Uh, James Reimer and and Mrazek should be able to. I would think they should be able to duplicate what McElhaney and Mrazek did this season. Um, then Andre Burkowski to the Avs for Scott Kosmachuk, twenty twenty second and a twenty twenty third. I mean, see, that's another person that's leaving the cast, but I don't think that's the end of the world. They were talking about trading Burkowski at the deadline last season, I believe. So they, uh, that's it. That's it for the trades. Uh, Steve, you ready to uh, lose this game? So ready. So, no respect. Absolutely no respect. <laughs> well, 
Well, once you win a game, I'll give you uh, some respect. Well, these lots two. of games, you jerk. <laughs> Only one I brutally lost was when Steph was on the show. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and I did. I mean, those questions too were I was trying to keep them a little more recent. Uh, but that was, I mean, that's still. I mean, still stuff. Uh, stuff's going pretty hard there. There's no, there's no way about it. Yeah. Uh, okay. These are all. Uh, 4th of July based. Six questions about the Flyers. About the good old Rock Flag and Eagle, Ryan Bald Eagles, everything related to either this holiday or America in general. These are our six questions. All right, you ready, Steve? So ready. Of the 18 captains in Flyers history, who is the only American captain? Recent history? Defenseman. Well, it's got to be the one and only Jason Smith. It is not. It's not. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, I got too enthusiastic. Don't he? One. I will say, I believe, I believe, wait. he's the only American to. Oh, is that Hatcher? Hatcher. I there you I go. often forget that Darian Hatcher. I remember he was a <laughs> was flyer, alive. but I often forget that he was the captain of the Flyers. That I I think that's fair. But I was because I was looking at through it today, and is I think there was a span of. Five straight seasons for the Flyers at distant captains, which is, I mean, it's insanity. But yeah, he was, he was there in the uh, the mid to late two thousands. So there you go. Oh, uh, uh, follow up question: Who's the only Swedish captain? Only Swedish captain of the Flyers. By the way, I want to I want to also reiterate here: all the questions on here are from Hockey Reference. So, or not all the questions, but all the answers I found from Hockey Reference. So if there's something wrong. I, you don't don't yell at me. These are all. This is don't yell at me. Yeah. That's Mister Hockey References' fault. <laughs> Please, Mister Hockey References was my father. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, only Swedish captain. Only you may Swedish also forget about it uh, during. I don't know how else to really. He could have been a flyer a lot sooner in his career, but he was part of a major oh, trade. Yeah, there you go. Okay, uh, number two. <laughs> Uh, I and again because as we know, Johnny Vermont, friend of the show, maybe our favorite player on this podcast. Uh, it's kind of hard to ask a lot of Flyers related questions, you know, about goal scoring and points with John Leclerc in, in the franchise. But uh, I decided to go the other end, and I went with which American has the most wins as a Flyers goalie. Oh, so an early you contender should. for that is Brian Boucher, isn't it? Wait, it's not Brian Boucher. Yes. Is it Brian Boucher? It is Brian Boucher. Okay. <laughs> he is 10th with 73 wins. Well, the, the only person uh, who could be close to that would be John Van Beesbrook, right? Okay, hold on. There's no way 73 wins is... Is that... Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess that would be it, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't I mean, know how many the Beezer had as Flyers goalie because he was... He was only here a couple years. Yeah, I'm looking this up now. Oh, my God. So I, I grabbed this. This might be playoff wins. Get your game right. Either way. I don't think he yeah, had no, 72 playoff this, wins. Uh, yeah, I was going to But 72 regular wins feels low for... I guess they would only be playing like 50 games a year. Yeah. Well, and, no, and Beezer, 72 is it. Yeah, Beezer was only... Well, and you got to think, Boucher... 
was never primarily the starter here. Like he, he had a couple occasions, but he was never like the no doubt about it starter for the Flyers. Except for the yeah. 2000. No, that's. Yeah, no, that is yeah. fair. Yeah, that's Van a good Beesbrook, point. All right, so I'm go. looking at it now. Van Beesbrook had 52 wins. Yeah, and uh, and Boucher had 73. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I was like, because oh, I was thinking about it. You know, 73 wins doesn't sound right, but then again, if they're only playing half the season and then they only won half their games. Okay, yeah, I can see it. And it's also the Flyers goalies we're talking about here. There's not really, you know. Yeah, it's the Flyers goalies. A ton it of basically, <laughs> when you're talking Flyers goalies, it's basically, it's basically Bernie Perrant, Billy Lindbergh, Ron Hextall, and a whole bunch of guys. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Roman uh, Chekmonic. Uh, okay. Well, actually, I have, an, I have a follow-up question for that. Who has the most uh, wins for a non-Canadian goalie? Flyers history. Is it Roman Chekmonic? It is Roman Chekmonic, tied for fifth. With Roman Chekmonic, uh, very good stats throughout his Flyers career. Just yeah, and a, a few years of work. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of impressive. But uh, I'm, you're two for two here, by the way. Four for four, actually. Uh, so you you might you might be proving me wrong here on this uh, this game here tonight, Steve. So congrats. Uh, Fourteen players have worn number 17 for the Flyers. Three were on the Flyers for eight or more seasons. Who were they? They are all recognizable names you should know. Rod the Bod, Wayne Simmons. Rod the Bod, Wayne Simmons. He's done literally everything for the Flyers franchise. Wait, wait, wait. You said he's done literally everything for the Flyers franchise? On and off the ice. He's been a coach. He's been a GM. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We're talking about old uh, old Frankenstein's monster himself, Paul Holmgren. <laughs> that is true. Uh, so yeah, I mean those were the three: Holmgren from seventy five, seventy six to eighty three, eighty four; Rod the Bird from ninety one, ninety two to ninety nine, two thousand; and the Wayne Train from twenty eleven, twelve to twenty eighteen, nineteen. Uh, and then in a follow up question to make this related, so so those are number seventeen. Who is the only player in the history of the Flyers franchise to wear number 76? And you should know this because he's been a talking point on this podcast since its creation. <laughs> since you and I have been doing it. 76. That, a main uh, talking point. Was that old Salsa there, Verde himself, Chris Vandevelde? That was Chris Vandevelde. And my God, is he the only 76 the Flyers have ever had? I see this is the hockey reference sweater page, and I was I got lost in it. Oh, you get I, lost in it very easily. Yeah, yeah. I picked out I looked at two numbers that only had three that you could know all you should know three for each of them. So I'm just gonna throw them at you real quick. Although this one's kind of tricky, but uh fifty-six, all recent history. Like two of them, I think two of them's their game totals. But, or two of them happened over the last two seasons. Was one 56 of them. Six, oh, do you? No. No. Fi- oh, no. One of them. One of them was a player that is currently on the roster now, and his number. I, I can't say that, but it was a number that he had to wear because he was a rookie for two games. Morin. No. No, he wore fifty-five, right? And then he, he wore fifty, I think. Oh wait, 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 Claude Drew. Claude Drew is one. Now, okay, so wait, how many guys wore fifty-six? Two more. Two more. Uh, it was uh, it was a goalie and a forward. 
goalie and a one was this past season one was last season and one was uh maybe the worst draft pick in flyers history still found a way to get games in this season and last season (laughs) uh and we are finally free from him actually he was already mentioned on this podcast already mentioned huh how how? already signed with another team about that yeah the other one was a goalie didn't play much here he is also he's getting a lot of recognition on twitter right now this is this is a good one this is this is nice and tough i like it good. yeah yeah uh yeah <laughs> phil or... no, no. Wait, wait, no 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 okay draft maybe the worst draft pick by the flyers he was dubbed as the second coming of another player He's not good. Uh, he will probably. He's, he's. I don't think he's ever going to find work. Regular NHL work. We're not F- talking about Sam Marin, right? Forward. No, forward. <laughs> I know. I'm just. Yeah, yeah. I'm busting on on on, on this Sam guy, Marin. Sam Marin. Yeah. You want me to just tell you this one? Yeah. Tyrell Goldborn. Ah, oh, God, he's easy to forget. And then the one that's t- this. I this is a little. I mean. Mike McKenna is the other one. He played literally one. Uh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old Mike band. McKenna. That's uh, and future then the... trivia question at uh, pub <laughs> pub quiz or quizzo. <laughs> Mike McKenna. Uh, three fifty twos, but I'm not gonna. I mean, it was Tafador, Tristan Grant, and uh, Nick Cousins. I don't know if it would have been Tristan Garrett what? Grant. I think we would have been here. A trio. Yeah, what a tr- we'll never forget them. But Steve, uh, I'm gonna say you're for four for four right now. Uh, and actually, going along with those, uh, the same idea. The fifth question is: Who's the only flyer to ever wear number seventy-four, seven slash four, aka July Fourth? Who's the only one to ever wear Ooh, number seventy-four? Well, about that one. <laughs> and I will say again, briefly mentioned on the podcast. <laughs> um, recent history: twenty sixteen, seventeen, played two games. Two A lot games. of hype. A lot of hype about this guy after he was signed by the Flyers. Actually, before he was signed by the Flyers, too. And after. Um, <laughs> Steph's favorite player. Uh, Bill thinks he should have become a defenseman. Do you want me to start? Yeah. I'm... <laughs> Those okay. are Steph's Mike favorite player. <laughs> Which one? Mike Vecchione. Ah, oh, Vecchione. <laughs> Yeah. And then I think Bill uh, I think Bill started throwing out the idea of moving him to forward just so he could make the team like last year. So oh, moving uh, him to defenseman. Yeah. Oh yeah, defenseman. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So you talk about college man, the, the college signings I feel like I get less interest with each passing year because I know like Matt Reed at first was like, Wow, this guy's really good. He's a nice well, like Matt middle Reed. six guy. And then yeah. it's just gone down in quality since then. Yeah, and I feel like even Matt Reed was somebody that, like, I think you got more out of him than you would most, like, of the big, like, Mike Vecchioni was the big college free agent signing that offseason. Yeah, he was a Hobie Baker finalist. And he fucking, yeah, that was a big time. And Alex Lyon, too, was, like, the big collegiate goaltending free free agent signing. Listen, you ask certain people, Alex Lyon is still hot shit to people. Oh, babe. Yeah, he actually might be. That's something we didn't talk about. Alex, the next Michael Layton Lyon. (laughs) <laughs> Alex, we're not lying. Oh, baby, that's that's a rough one, Anna. But the if we can go back real quick, the JF Ruby signing kind of signals that either Alex Lyon's on the way out or 
There's something else. All right. So you are uh, you're four for five. This one you should have. This last one here. Uh, well, I'm, I'm assuming with the hint I'll give you. So John Leclerc. Who think of John Leclerc? Who is the only flyer? Who is the only player to ever play for the Flyers that was ever born on the Fourth of July? Who is the only player to ever be born on the Fourth of July in Philadelphia Flyers history? Wow, I I don't think I know this. I well, I was gonna. It's not really a common, but he is a player you should know. Uh, he is a power forward like John Leclerc, just nowhere near as good. Even though I did love him, uh, he, I believe, he is the last flyer to score a double overtime goal. Uh, he also played for the Caps in his career. He had two tenures with the Flyers. He's got a funny last name. Canoobal? Mike Canoobal. Mike Canoobal. I love July 4th, 1972. 229 points in 338 games for Philadelphia. Oh, wow. From 2005-06 to 2008-09. So, Steve, you, I mean, that was a Listen, good game. You I'm sorry, not sorry that I just know <laughs> historical Flyer stuff. No, yeah, good game. It. Enjoyed it. Nice job putting it together, Craig. Thank you. Thank that's this is this podcast is gonna be us complimenting one another for the next half hour. No, no, no. But Thank you, sir. No, no, no I no. really like Thank the way you. you thought about I thought you thought about each chance there. That was really impeccable. It was amazing. I was just I'm just happy I was here to see it all. Top notch so. transition. That's uh, just magnificent work. <laughs> and now why the people came. It's time for the uh Time for the batch update. Batch and, uh, update. Uh, we're it looks like we're getting down to the nitty gritty of it because uh, I think there's only four guys left according if to the. If only gritty would appear. If only. I don't think gritty could be in this because I think he'd win. He'd win easy. Hands it, down. It wouldn't even. It'd be one episode. Gritty. Here's the rose. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just move me outside in the van in a couple minutes. I'll get this over with real quick. Uh, bachelor, bachelor update. The Bachelorette. Oh, here we go. Sorry. Quote, the Bachelorette goes to Amsterdam for the week. On the first one-on-one date, Jed and Hannah compare themselves to an old couple they meet that have been together for 45 years. Oh, boy. I mean, this is just good, logical, big picturing. You know, you just gotta stay level-headed. Realize where you are in the moment. You know, babe, we're just like them. They met on a reality show. 45 years ago. <laughs> she also had a dozen other guys competing for her that he had to beat her out. You know, it's the same thing. Tale as old as time. I don't see what the big deal is. I mean, it's the same. Uh, okay, continuing. On the next date, Tyler C. eats pick, pickled herring. Herring. Pickled herring. Pickled on an herring. Un- I had the mouse over it. Pickled herring on an unruly horse and still manages to be a downright hunk. <laughs> a downright hunk? Your brother's words, right? He is. This is all my brother. He's, he's getting a little brother, spicy. A he's getting a little hunk. more caliente with the, yeah. Hey, look, I, if these are your words and you want to call him a downright hunk, hey. Look, I'll, tell, you, I'll, I'll call a guy a downright hunk if I need listen, to. Listen, hunkiness I, is just, it. it is a universal quality. You You know when you see it. I guess, is Tyler C. hot then? I don't know. Is, is he like the hunk of the show? I don't know. 
Well, see, and of course, as part of the Batch Update's charm, Craig and I are forbidden from watching even a second forbidden. of The Bachelorette. We're forbidden. We cannot know what anybody looks like, how anybody actually acts. We, we are just going on the word of Craig's brother here. So, uh, For Tyler C., I like to picture a herring actually eating a pickled herring on a horse. Oh, there we go. But that just kind of makes me... I mean, I'm just, that doesn't really give me a clearer picture. I'm still kind of confused what's going on. You but. know, it would not be downright hunky if he was eating pickled eggs on the back of the horse. Like, oh he's got the big jar and he's fishing <laughs> them out and he's like, oh, this is a good one, babe. Just sweating. Oh, <laughs> just sweating. Plops it in his mouth. He's Egg all, all sweaty. <laughs> Drinks a little bit of the pickle juice. Are we still out here? Why are we still out here? Where we go back, babe? <laughs> oh, we got any more eggs? I got the black egg. Uh, continuing, Hannah looks at some old-ass art. Old-ass art! And cries before she sends Mike oh. down a glass elevator to go. <laughs> this this art's so freaking old, bro. Let me tell you. It's like this painting of this woman. She's just looking at it, and she's not even, she's not even hot or anything. Old-ass art. Uh, like, like, most art is old-ass art, because... Yeah, unless, I mean, unless most... he means, like, Unless he means like art that would appear in an old person's home, like oh, that's a no. nice pond setting. No, well, I think all paintings uh, took place before like eighteen hundred, right? Because then everybody got flip phones in like the nineteen hundreds, and then that was pretty much it. Well, I, the, the last painting ever made was the uh, the Campbell soup can. Ah, yes. Nothing's been made since then. That's been it. Just that one. Just that one. Yeah. Thank God nobody's used that in any other way besides the. Campbell soup image has been used but yeah anyway the uh i would assume yeah just old ass art that's all it is old nothing ass new art. uh glass elevator i, nice I also like the glass elevator just it's to like, see he could just so look Mike sad the Hannah entire Carter, way yeah. down they can just maintain <laughs> eye contact make it as weird as possible that was for all parties you know, you know that was a real conversation at abc though they're like all right if someone's going to be sent home here though we got to make sure we're seeing them in emotional turmoil right there through the we, doors. We got to make this as awkward as possible. We need to keep the camera on him the entire way downstairs <laughs> from this old ass heart. Uh, oh, baby. After a heated stare down, Luke Pither drops a handful of bologna on Garrett, the golf pros lap. Okay. okay. I, I love everything about this sentence. Everything. I feel like this is a, is this literal? Like actual baloney? He's just throwing it down on G the G's pro lap. Is this well, what's actually happening? Okay, so two comments on that. First, that's a nice change of pace for Luke Pither because he's used to taking shits on people's <coughs> porches. So, I was gonna say usually he's used to dropping a uh, handfuls of baloney on people's porches. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, yeah, it's definitely not. Well, it could have been baloney at one point, <laughs> but it's definitely not now. <laughs> Certified not baloney. Certified any longer? Not baloney. I mean, well, I gotta ask you this, Steve. As a man, uh, how often have you gotten uh, you lost your lid and you just start throwing lunch meat at other dudes? I mean, we've all been there. Oh, absolutely. We all grew, you know, we all had gym class, so it happened. But it's uh, it's not often. I don't think it's anything that's happened to me since I've been twelve. So I don't know. It's Luke Pither kind of uh, losing his marbles here. Yeah, but. it sounds like he's lost his shit, and I really hope it's. Like... <laughs> It's not <laughs> lost his shit. I didn't mean it like that. But it's funnier having said that. Yeah, yeah, that's nice, yeah. Uh, but 
I hope it's not good quality bologna. I hope it's just like the the shitty like prepackaged store stuff. He just got the cheapest bologna possible, and it's just tossing that like nobody cares. By the way, Garrett, the golf pro. You're a golf pro. You can't have a handicap, right? You gotta be a scratch golfer. Are, are you saying handicap people can't play golf? No, I meant you know what I, I mean. know what you mean. I'm, just, you, yeah, okay. I'm busting your chops, Craig. <laughs> you, you just want someone to get mad at me on Twitter. I, I know. I see what you go for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but seriously, do you think it? Anyway, I don't, I don't think you up. can have a handicap. <laughs> okay, this is followed up by both dudes trading baloney insults. What are baloney insults? <laughs> your full baloney. Your whole act is baloney. Your golf game's baloney. Your mother's um, baloney. You. You shitting on somebody else's porch at a party is baloney. Um, you eat so much baloney that you're you can't handle the baloney. Equator. <laughs> you had me at baloney. Quite frankly, my dear, I don't give a baloney. I don't know. It, 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 these are all these are all things that could be happening. Baloney it out your ass. <laughs> my baloney has a first name. It's fuck off. <laughs> I just pictured. The movie Blow, but it's all baloney. Like it's just all about baloney. It's just Johnny Depp and uh, Pee Wee Herman just losing their shit over baloney. That's it. They're just smuggling baloney back into the U.S. from Colombia. <laughs> Good flick, baloney. Uh, yeah, three sandwiches. All right. Uh, next week we go to the hometown of each of the final four dudes: Colin, Pilot Pete, Jed, Luke Pither, and Tyler C. Period. And end quote. Oh, so, baby! These are the four, Steve. Right now, let's rank them. Who do you got? You got Pilot Pete, Jed, Luke Pith, or Tyler C. I'm telling you right now, Jed's going home this week because it's his name's Jed. He's far succeeded expectations. His name's Jed. He's too busy staring at old people, thinking about what their relationships like. <laughs> He's done. Dunk, you dunk, boo. Look, curtains, get out of here. Luke Pither is clearly my favorite right now. He takes shits on people's Ooh. porches. He dishes out the hardest baloney insults. <laughs> he got rid of Garrett the Golf Pro. Garrett the Golf Pro was just so upset about that baloney trash talk that he needed to go home. It looks like he's a golf pro and a love amateur. Oh, Thank you. good night there good you hockey. I was, yeah, I just thought that one, too. That was pretty good. Uh, I think... So I'm going to base these on the nicknames we got here. So Jed's last. I mean, Luke Pither, for context, is probably for... It's either him or Pilot, Pilot Pete, Pete, I think. Pilot is a good Yeah, name. Pilot Pete's pretty good. Um, yeah, Tyler C is... I don't know. All right. I mean, if he's starting baloney stuff, I just... So Jed's gone, but you and I are both in agreement here. Jed's gone this week, right? Jed is. He's done. He's fucking gone. Dunzo. Yeah, go home. Yeah. Uh... I mean that's that's the uh, that, that's the batch update. I got to run the league. I can do that in two seconds. Okay. So I pretty much around the league this week is just free signings. So Anders Lee stayed in New York. Uh, Peter Morozik stayed in Carolina. Ryan Murray stayed in Columbus for two years, four point six million AAV. James Corpusalo stays in Columbus for one year, one point five million. Uh, David Comp stays in Chicago for two years, one million a season. Nathan Beaulieu stays in Winnipeg for one year, one million dollars. Tim Heath stays with the Sharks for one year, 960K. And Lana Bow stays in Dallas for one year, $700,000. Uh, a minor trade, one of the ones we didn't mention, but really is not too impactful. Uh, Jacob McDonald to Colorado for Dominic Toninato to the Panthers. Uh, Daryl Sutter joins the Ducks as an advisor. 
And Davis Payne joins the Senators as an assistant coach. He coached the Blues for three seasons back from 2009 to 2012. And also star of the film Major Payne. Yeah, not as good as the other one, but he, yeah, he was there. He was there. He was there. Uh, That's uh, that's it, baby. Uh, Mail us in. Real quick, uh, I have my my brief spoiler-free review. Of Spider-Man Far From Flavortown. Oh, okay. As per the, as per the tweet, the Guy <laughs> Fieri tweet of uh, a really awkward Photoshop of him on the Spider-Man Far From Home poster. <laughs> like the head, the Fieri head is so incredibly smaller than the body it's on. It's just, it's like a robot Spider-Man that he happens to be inside or something. It's, it's, it's odd. Yeah. But. What else do we expect from our good friend, friend of the show, Guy Fieri? Best friend, friend of the show. Probably going to be one of our best fans at a wedding, Guy Fieri. Yeah. Yeah, that, that Photoshop like could use a little yeah. more donkey sauce, but what doesn't need more donkey sauce is the newest Spider-Man film. Full trip to Flavortown. Important movie reviews <laughs> here. But seriously, it was a good film. I enjoyed it. All right. We're done. We got to get done. going. Enjoy your fourth. Don't blow yourselves up. Be careful. Light your yes. fireworks with cigarettes only. Ride your bald eagles if you have them, if you're fortunate enough to have them. Uh, and, you know, drink as many butt heavies as possible. And, uh, I mean, that's all I got. I'm... Rock flagging eagle. Hell yeah, baby. Hashtag America. Uh, Okay, now I'm done. Now you're done. Okay, done. so if you have feedback, the best place is on Twitter. You can follow Craig at Sports Are Bad. Yeah, and I, yeah, I mean that all the Mason Millman stuff and the uh, the Igor Sirdiuk uh, stuff probably next week. I mean, I was thinking about it. I'm I'm going to be doing stuff for the Fourth of July, so it'll be out next week. I do have play reviews coming up next week too. So after the Bud Heavies have been drank. Then you'll hear about the dead millman and uh, <laughs> Sir Duck. I'm going to write it tomorrow while I'm hammering. I'm going to write 2,000 words on why Mason Millman was the wrong pick in the fourth round. Mason <laughs> so Millman threw the hockey good. I, I don't like him very much. That's all it Could is. Could be better at the again. hockey. Not a fan. He can't skate. He doesn't know what hockey is. It's bad. <laughs> you can f- uh, and then, yeah, what, I, what got play reviews. I got play reviews for Limblom and Raffle next week. So get excited to read about those two. The two most exciting flyers. of July. <laughs> hey, don't fucking dunk on Limp Lomp, all right, bro? But Raph, well, I mean, Raph, I don't really care about. Anyway, <laughs> continue. Go ahead. Do your thing. You can follow me at Estebaum or Fly Burbly, but, you know, they can Fly Burbly. That's where the hockey is. Where the hockey's at. That's what they've always said. <laughs> they always said. That's where the hockey's at. Fly, fly Burbly is where the hockey's heart is. So. <laughs> Why the people love us, yeah. Follow BSH Radio, follow Broad Street Hockey, and be sure to like and subscribe to Broad Street Hockey Radio on all of your favorite podcast streaming services, your audio troughs, your three men in a podcast, your Guy Fieri's podcast service, all that great stuff. <sighs> I, I, I got nothing this week. We, we gotta go. Yeah. We gotta go. Yeah, we gotta go. But thanks so much for listening, and until next time, as always, Good night and good hockey. Wow. Wow, wow, wow.
Hello, everybody. This is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell and Craig. But not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah! Fly, 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 fly.